1: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show.
2: I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Anything you ever want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Got an email from Betty. And I've known her on and off for many years. From her emails. In this case, she tends to be one of those emailers who you just kind of shake your head at and go, eh, like this probably isn't comfortable for her to hear right now, but she's very speculative. She says, do you mind giving me some idea what is cryptocurrency if you have a chance? Now, instantly right there, I'm, I'm fearful for her financial decisions that are about to come from the next couple of lines of the email. Weeks ago, both the stock market and crypto market were crashed or down a lot. What caused that and should be worried about? Someone told me to use some kinds of tracker to follow the crypto market for doing investment. It sounds like the stock market. Is it? Betty, do not play with crypto. This is not your game. It's almost as if you're watching roulette and you're like, oh, wait, what do I have to roll? Or am I at a craps table? Or how exactly does this casino work? If I put quarters in? It sounds very speculative to me, your approach. Um, she was told there is not any kind of 1099 from profit or loss that you can report on your income taxes should it be reported on tax return. Currently, I don't think the IRS will know who has such kind of income because it's in a virtual market. Is it legal or illegal businesses in the market? Is it a pyramid scheme? There's a lot of questions there. And my advice to you is it's overwhelming. Stay away. Sometimes my two favorite words, you want to know what they are? Yep. And nope. Sometimes it's just easy to say no and move away. I'm going to save you a lot of trouble there. Got another email from... I deleted, uh, Megan recently came into a large sum of money from when my mother suddenly passed away. Her life insurance policy gave me almost $200,000, which is more money than I ever thought I'd have since coming into this money. I've traded in my car for something newer, more reliable, paid that off entirely. I also paid off all my credit cards. Yay. I'm left with roughly $170,000. Now I'm torn. Should I save the rest of the money to put towards buying a house? or blow it all on a once in a lifetime vacation to memorialize my mother. Okay. My opinion? Your mother gave you an amazing gift. You're in your mid 20s. Take that 175,000, 170,000. Maybe take 25,000 and go on that trip. And the other 150 goes in the market and you're going to retire wealthy. Because by the time you're 33, that'll be over 300,000. By the time you're 40, it'll be 600,000. By the time you turn 50s, probably 1.2 million. Into your 60s, it's $2.4 million. So your mother just gave you $2.4 million to retire on. Don't blow it on one vacation. I cringed when you paid off a car and bought a new one. I don't know which one you bought. If it's a Porsche, I cringe, but it doesn't sound like it. it. sounds like you picked up a reliable automobile, Chrysler K car, if you will. Which, if you know the reference, good for you. I'll give you a hint. It's a fair necked lady song. Um, what would you do with a million dollars? In her case, if she had $2 million, she does. It's just not there yet. She needs to invest in a good diversified approach. I would go something like an SP 500 or a Wilshire 3000, 5000 fund. There's some different ETFs or indexes that you can cobble together to get you exposure into small caps, to get your exposure into international, and to get your exposure into diversified capitalism. What I like about the stock market right now is we're seeing it get beat up because of Russia and Ukraine. Sometimes it'll get beat up because. U.S. and Afghanistan. Sometimes it'll get beat up because U.S. and Iraq. Sometimes it'll get beat up because of China and the United States. But in the end, it's all about earnings and earnings are all about capitalism in the United States. I'm comfortable with pullbacks. Now, that's one of the reasons I think of myself as fiscally conservative. I don't like the idea of becoming too socialist of a country but I understand taking care of our, our fellow brother. I do, but at what price? That's where I start going. I don't know where, how, how Republican or Democrat I am. It's, it's the price tag that matters to me, or do we use it efficiently, or could we do it differently? I was once talking to a charity group who helps manage hundreds of billions of dollars, and they help make sure that relief goes to the right people in the right form at the right cost. They try to cut fat and waste out of the charitable giving world. And what was interesting, he told me, he goes, churches, like um, maybe your local Baptist church on the corner, they do the best work in Africa because they don't interact with the government. They find a tribe or they find a group of people. They find uh, something like uh, pregnant women and their perineums rip during birth. And it." it, it Many women die in poorer countries because they're perineum ripped. So they find a cause that they can work with directly and that direct relationship actually builds houses, actually helps women and uh, midwives. It actually helps the process directly. It's interesting how big groups can mess it up and how small groups can do it better. Um, that's when it, where my mind goes with social investing and social projects in the world. I don't want to be the governor of California. I just want to help my neighborhood inside of California. There's a kid at our school that uh, doesn't have money for the private school. And I'd rather fund, uh, go fund me with him because he's in my neighborhood than someone on a national level who falls down a well.
1: The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com.
2: When you got caught, saying a dirty word as a kid and your mother would say wait until your dad comes home he'll decide what to do okay maybe if you didn't have a dad like that you've seen one in the movies and you kind of know what I'm talking about that kind is the feeling that I get right now it's just dread dread comes in many forms sitting in a dental office and hearing someone's mouth getting drilled and hearing "Oh, oh, oh Is that a seven on the pain scale or a 10? (laughs) And you're like, that's a 10. But yet we can't stop listening because it's not happening to us. But when it's happening to you, it's dreadful. It creeps into you and it sits and it lingers. Will Russia invade Ukraine is the question Wall Street's asking. That's not the real question. But that's what is being put out by financial media as the problem. The real problem is if you're valued worth billions and you're losing billions wall street hates you right now if you're valued worth billions and you're earning billions wall street's like a little more patient but still says you know i'm not going to pay 60 times next year's earnings i'm not gonna pay 40 times next year's earnings i'll pay 30. and when i feel better about my life when i want to take more risk again i'll pay 40 again maybe 50 again stocks differ like gold and clay right now the lower the valuation the steadier the income you look sexy. Last month, two months ago, two months ago is the right way of saying this. You look like a thong. And now you look like um, well no, no, I guess two months ago you looked like granny panties, and now you look like a thong. You're very sexy. Low value, consistent income and a dividend. Woohoo! Sweet. Little too conservative two months ago, but now must have. So names like Pepsi and Coca-Cola. Uh, Corsight Realty, Crown Castle, Public Storage, Consolidated Edison. What does Consolidated Edison make? Energy. If you need uh, power on the East Coast, you go through Con Ed. It's like the PG and E without the fire exposure. Um, I know that's kind of harsh, right? But it's kind of how, how I feel, so I'm, I'm going to stay with that. AT and T, you look sexy today. Verizon, lovely. Duke Energy, you make energy. Dominion Energy, you've got some nuclear power plants. Sexy, sexy. What's not working? Companies that haven't been around forever. Companies that have billion-dollar valuations. Companies that are losing hundreds of millions to billions. Then you get names like Google and Qualcomm who are like, they're good, but they're sideways. Sideways isn't always down. Hypergrowth is down. Companies like Qualcomm, not Qualcomm, excuse me, companies like Roku. And Spotify, if you're not earning money and you got a billion-dollar valuation, you're in trouble. Or if you're valued like a hyper-growth company. Okay, again, I value companies in four ways. I see hyper-growth, growth, growth growth and income, and income. And for the better part of the last 10 years, hyper-growth and growth have been places to be, whereas income has not been a place to be as far as outsized returns. As far as safety, it's been a place to be, but not as far as outsized returns. Now it's getting you up a movement, giving you a little bit of income while you're at it. It's like, whoa, did she just kiss me and hug me? That was better than I was expecting. I was expecting a hug or a handshake. I got a handshake, a kiss, and hug. Well, like, sweet. That's how attractive income stocks are right now, or boring stocks. And I consider Verizon a boring stock. Um, then you get some companies like Visa and MasterCard that are, are nice. And again, they're going sideways. <clears throat> So I'm throwing down a lot there, and I don't expect you to retain it. There will be no quiz. Following a day of anxious trading yesterday, we got some anxious trading again today. Um, There's an options expiration going on, so it makes it a little bit more volatile. There's a report that Secretary of State Blinken and Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov are going to meet late next week in the event that there hasn't been an invasion. That's cracked some door open for an idea of a diplomatic resolution. But in the meantime, it's shoot first, ask questions later, says the new sheriff on Wall Street, i.e. higher interest rates and the Federal Reserve. Redfin shares are down 27%. What are they? They're a big top company with a big valuation. Roku down 27% on slowing revenues on streaming. I think a lot of the questions around Roku have to do with, are they going to get it into content? Can they afford to get into content? And what are they going to do for recurring revenue? Because I've got four or five Roku's. And I got the 4K ones and they're like 80 bucks and I'm done. No need to get another one for a long time. Shake Shack down 14%. DraftKings down 17%. Again, DraftKings is in the right business. Sports Online sports gambling, that's going to grow. It just has to have the right valuation. It does have the right valuation for this market. For the last year's market, it had the right valuation. But this is a market that's shooting hyper growth companies, asking a lot of questions on growth, really liking companies that have a little bit of growth and some income, love and absolutely adoring income. It's a flip of the script. How long will it last? Until it doesn't. Would I be surprised if we're not talking about hyper growth and growth stocks two or three years from now? I would be wildly surprised. Would I be surprised if we're not talking about them a year from now? A little less so. This, this shift on value could last as long as the Federal Reserve raises interest rates. So I say, come on, Dad, come on home. I'm up for you. Yeah, I said the F word at school. And yes, I regret it, but you're going to hit me and it ain't going to hurt. We're dreading our father coming home at this point in time. What I'm doing later today, my 401k is going to swing into action. I'm doing a, you know, $1,750 into my 401k. It's down five to ten percent from where it was a month ago, and I'm stoked. I'm buying on sale. If I was in retirement and I was waiting for, oh God, I, I hear this so often. And this always kills me. Oh, I'm just going to wait for Apple to hit 180 again, and then I'm going to sell. Or oh, I'm just going to wait for the stock market to get back to where I, where I bought it at. Or like something like a Roku that's down 50%. I'm just going to wait till it goes up 100% to get back to where I was when it now that's down 50%. Like um, that doesn't happen a lot in your lifetime, just so you know. A lot of people have false expectations. A lot of people have have wrong ideas right now. Just throwing it down. Um, there's a merger and acquisition that if I were to speak about it, you'd go, what? It's a company called Selenese it is acquiring the majority of DuPont's mobility and materials business for 11 billion in cash companies that are smart right now are refiguring for a higher inflation world. And again, how many times have you seen things that inflated have gone the other price? So at restaurants that raise prices, do you ever see them rolling back? I have a friend that is, I call her my chick parm index. And she, she says things like, oh, when I was in college, it was $14 for a chicken parmesan. So she likes the fried chicken. She likes the marinara. She likes the noodles. And then it got up to $16. And I was at a restaurant with her once. And I thought she was going to literally poop a diamond out and uh 20 bucks and then 24. And she's like, I'm not paying over $25. I won't do it. That's her point. I find that interesting on inflation. Have you ever seen it go from 24 bucks down to 20? Uh-uh. Inflation tends to be sticky. Now, some inflation is not sticky like gasoline prices, but do you see them going down 50% after they've had a big run up in the last year? Nope. My favorite, two favorite words, nope and yep. So some inflation won't be sticky, but do you see labor costs at McDonald's? Do you see them saying, okay, this year we're gonna pay you $17, but next year we're going back to 1250. Nope. Maybe a little bit lower, but not much. That's the problem with inflation. It's sticky. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
1: Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. The fishermen.
2: Have you, this is one of those social media questions you have to ask yourself. And I, I found myself in a dilemma yesterday. I heard that there's a video of a great white shark eating a human being. On the internet i was warned don't watch it and to me that's just almost too titillating it's like i have to watch it now i was warned not to watch two girls in a cup i was warned not to watch the beheading of an american journalist and it's too much temptation for me i can't not do it and then i wish i had never done it so this guy's in the news today the guy who taped it from afar and he's getting basically shamed into it's insensitive. You see a man's life end and there was nothing the guy could do, but you see a man's life end. Um, he was fishing. He was hundred yards away, 200 yards away. No chance he could get to the guy. No chance he could warn the guy. I mean, it happened accidentally on camera, right? So this is catching a lot of flack. And what do we watch? How can we not watch it? What do we let our kids watch? Like I fear the question this weekend at the dinner table of, um, "Dad, did you see that shark video?" I'm like, "What shark video?" And I'll instantly go to my hide from telling my kid exactly what I watch and don't watch on the internet. Baby shark, do 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 That one? Did I see that video? Yeah, I've seen that video along with ten billion other people. Well, not a, not total people. I guess some people are watching it more than once. Baby shark, do 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 do. Mommy shark, doot, doot, doot. So the video that I want to see, and this just shows how insensitive and how desensitized our nation has become. If you take a look at what an R-rated movie was in the 1970s versus what an R-rated movie is in the 80s versus what an R-rated movie is today, or PG, it's pretty graphically different. Um, but if that fisherman had shown the video, instead of doing narration play-by-play, if he had put the baby shark music to it, would that be a different way of how we view it? Like, oh, this is actually cute. This is actually nature winning. He shouldn't be in the water with that sh- that shark. He shouldn't, like, would we have a different tone? And I think the answer is yes. And that's that shows you how media can influence you aggressively. Be very cautious on your views because you are easily influenced just as i am I. VCs, venture capitalists are warning founders of companies for prepare for lower valuations in the months ahead. They say that hiring young people will be a lot easier, but if you thought you were a $12 billion company, you're probably going to be an $8 billion company by the end of the year. U.S. says Russia has deployed 190,000 troops around Ukraine, almost doubling its strength in two weeks while claiming to withdraw. This is mess. Markets don't settle down until it gets through this, but the markets aren't really freaked out this much by Ukraine and Russia. They're markets freaked out by losing valuation due to it. Markets were freaked out by fear of higher energy costs. In the big picture, it's a small skirmish. But that small skirmish is asking us, what do we think about our hypergrowth companies? What do we think about our growth companies? It's asking us to look. And we're losing value. And I said it in the first hour, I'll say it again. I think Russia is declaring war on China and the United States right now by messing with global economies and the price of oil and natural gas and valuations on stocks of what we're willing to give them for, how shall we say, no nuclear war premiums? 16,000 more borrowers get $415 million in student loan relief. This has always been one of those things that, again, I'm showing you that I am a little twisted as like you are. I watched the shark video. I think the shark video would have had a different treatment with a cute song underneath it. But right now, everyone's mad at the person for taking the video. And why? Because we're watching it when we don't have to watch it. But student debt issues is were really interesting to me because I had student debt. Um, I had a lot of scholarships and grants, but it didn't cover everything. And um, I don't know about you signing a contract and then the government saying you don't have to pay it back. That's one of those moral dilemmas for me. It was like, well, no one gave me that write-off. No one gave, but and then you have to pay. Don't forget, when you're forgiven debt, you still pay taxes on that. A lot of people don't realize that's how the IRS works. It's not just completely forgiven, which again, trust me, you'll take two thirds to go away to pay a third of tax. Major airlines are canceling hundreds of flights as Storm Eunice hits the UK, causing chaos for passengers. What's interesting about that is my mother's name was Eunice. And no one gets to say that on radio all that often. She died a little over a year ago and I do miss her enormously. Telling my kids that... uh, She was never funny. She was just love. Like She was never mean. She was just love. Um, We all should have something like that in our life.
3: 800-516-1220
2: to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. It's pushing towards the weekend. Shopify announced plans to bolster its warehouse and delivery network. Shopify appears to Wall Street to be the only potential real competitor to Amazon. And Walmart and Target said, but but, but what about us? Um, Shopify is a little bit different. 172 million Americans uh, are Prime members, paying for priority shipping. The company serves 90 metro markets with same-day delivery. Amazon's e-commerce business is so strong that Daniel Loeb, who runs the hedge fund Third Point, he significantly invested in the company. He says it should be worth over a trillion dollars more. He says, we're not valuing its web services right. We think it's worth about six hundred billion when it's really worth about one point six trillion. Shopify plans to spend one billion over the next two years to greatly increase the number of company-owned warehouses. Um, Amazon laughs at that. If you've seen Amazon's physical footprint with warehouses grow in the last ten years, it, it looks like one of those time-lapse videos of oh, they got something everywhere now. It looks like one of those uh, virus videos and we're like here's where the epidemic started in China and here's where we are a week later, a month later, and you're like, oh, it's more countries. oh, it's getting spread. Oh, oh, it's everywhere. Shopify spending a billion dollars is small. Shopify share price is down 26% uh, since its recent conference call. It's a David versus Goliath story to think that Shopify throwing a billion dollars is going to dent. Competition, that's peanuts. That's that's nothing for Amazon. Amazon drops that on the floor every day. Shopify may have to have one of its merchant clients sell a particularly strong slingshot of magic to keep up with Amazon. The rise of cheap natural gas and cheap renewable energy has slashed US coal use in half over the last decade. And yet we see banks giving coal companies over $1 trillion in the last couple of years. Weird. That's one that I can't quite understand. The demand's down. Supply's still stagnant. It's there. But somebody wants that industry to stay alive. Interesting times. I'm Rob Black. Coming up, we're going to talk about what do you do with an aging parent or an aging spouse who's starting to lose their mind a little bit. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show.
1: Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show.
0: Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.
2: Largely, the show is
0: about investing
2: for retirement, trying to understand how Wall Street works, trying to get it right more often than wrong, trying not to let the wrong leads us down the wrong hill, trying to make good decisions, not bad. Comes a little bit of insurance, a little bit of investing, a little bit of income, a lot of concepts that go on here. Retirement is probably the scariest thing for a lot of people because we know what it's like to wake up and go to school. And then we go to, you know, transfer that to college and we stay up late, wake up early, we go to school. Then we get a job and we know what it's like to wake up and go to the job and come home and cook dinner and go to bed and do it all again again. But we don't know what it's like to do nothing and have money come in or not. Let's talk a little bit about this, Dan Fetterman. He is a certified financial planner. He is a long-term acquaintance of mine. I find him near and dear to my heart because I'm slightly older than him, so I feel like a big brother. Dan Fetterman works with EP Wealth and CFP Chad Burton. We all work together at New Focus. Now we're all working together at EP Wealth. How are you, Mr. Fetterman?
3: Good. Good morning, Rob. How are you?
2: I'm well. So I talked to you yesterday, and uh, one of the highlights is we get to talk about your son. And again, it's just it's life's journey where you know I knew you when you were a single man. I was like, he's never going to get married. <laughs> and then you married off beautiful, smart, incredible woman. And then I was like, he's never gonna have a kid. And then the next thing you know, you have a kid. And I like to call him the little peanut and he's, he's no longer little and it's, it's nice to see. Um, but that got us thinking about some of our past clients and our some of our current clients that we work with. And you know, to see a young family start, it's a lot different than to see a young, a, a young family become an old family and, and age sometimes not so well. You were talking about a client that has gotten in touch and her husband is suffering memory loss which i think is very very relatable and it's very much so in the news and now she's under pressure to like learn where the income's coming from and she's under pressure to make financial decisions because he was such the strong financial leader in the family tell me a little bit more about how you as a financial planner are put in this scenario and, and what your thoughts are
3: well it's interesting. So, Rob, I was just thinking about it. You and I have known each other at least 24 years, uh, yep. going back to 1998, um, to, to the best of my memory. <laughs> and um, I believe my memory still works <laughs> right now. Um, but this client uh, was one of our original uh, clients from uh, way back in the day. And uh, I believe he's been a client since maybe 2002. And, uh, he's always only had us manage his IRA. Uh, and so I only kind of dealt with him on the phone and, um, and, and it was, it's always been like a long distance relationship. He's in Washington state. Um, I'm in California and, um, uh, we, the, the most extensive planning I've ever really had to do for him is, is tell him what his required minimum distribution is. And, and he always, uh, has been comfortable self-managing the rest of his assets and just telling me on the phone what his expenses were and how much he would need to withdraw. And, and you know, I, I did offer financial planning, but he never expressed interest in it. And uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I got a phone call, uh, not from him, but from his wife. And she just said, uh, we want to make some changes on the account that um you know my husband's managing and so i i figured that he made some kind of an investment blunder because uh he had been uh making a pretty large bet on a biotech stock for several years and he never gave up on it and and i know that they recently had a rough quarter and the stock went down you know like 50% and so i just figured that was the reason but then we we did a, a zoom meeting and uh I, I could tell that that the client was he he was a little bit different he was quiet and uh and, and the the wife was the one was who kind of took charge of the whole conversation and and uh after the after the fact she emailed me and she said if you you know if you you could probably tell but uh he is experiencing memory decline and so in, in Paul she said, I don't really know where our money is going to come from. And so I can only imagine, you know, what it's like to be in her shoes uh, just to, but but she was very determined. She has, a, uh, she wants to, uh, you know, get comfortable with the, the technology aspect. I mean, we, when we're dealing remotely, you know, there's Zoom, there's scanning documents sometimes, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, there's plenty of tools nowadays. You can use your iPhone to scan something and upload it we we offer a software you know like a client portal where you can upload securely into your vault and uh but this client never did that he was he he was a self-described luddite which i had to look that up <laughs> it's some you know someone who is not comfortable almost anti technology and so I was always just used to dealing with him and the way he operated, but she is very determined to get kind of to the modern uh, age. And and so I'm, I'm working with her, and she really needs to go – ideally, she should go through the financial planning process so we get an idea of the lay of the land, of where their assets are, what kind of accounts they have, uh, what type of real estate, how everything is registered – once we, and then, of course, understanding where their expenses are and Social Security. So once I can have a, a lay of the land, I, I'll be able to guide her uh, on on the the retirement planning aspect. But now she's also facing, you know, taking care of her husband uh, potentially in the near future, um, and, and that will come with some other things so she needs to have a power of attorney to be able to sign documents on his behalf and and maybe even talk to the doctors on his behalf and so there uh, we're going to need to review their estate plan as well and i i feel like because of his memory decline there's an urgency here that that we have to kind of act quick to get things uh, up and running
2: Thanks for sharing that story, Dan. And I think that shows people what a financial planner does and doesn't do. I think it's a really nice example of how human and you can be in this business. Does it ever discourage you seeing clients get older? And you know, uh, one of the things I look at is how much money comes out of accounts because it's not always growing in the stock market. Sometimes they're taking those required minimum distributions and you see it go down. Do you ever get discouraged in the process? Like this guy's life turned out great. And this one was a little, um, they could do that a little bit better. And this one, I didn't see his, his, his health declining so fast because it, it's just a constant reminder. You're heading that direction too, I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, every, everyone's in a different stage of their life and, uh, you know, whether you realize it or not, and I'm me too, I, you know, I'm in my forties my and I'm still in my wealth accumulation mode. And, uh, but yeah, eventually you, you hit a point where, uh, you're either in wealth distribute, wealth distribution mode, um, or you have to be forced to retire for one reason or another. And, uh, so it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, there's no dress rehearsal. You you have to realize you're in the game <laughs> and, uh, and act like it. And so, I, yeah, I do see people, I, I don't know about getting discouraged. Um, I, I did have a client who was 100 years old and wow. uh, she had a, a fiduciary uh, service acting on her behalf because she couldn't take care of herself. And she had a uh, a special needs child, a uh, son who was like 60, but uh, neither of them could really take care of themselves. And they were having to withdraw about $80,000 a month. And In the financial planning projections, that would have lasted maybe five, six years. And so I had some major concerns because those assets need to take care of the special needs son for for the remainder of his life. And uh, she ended up uh, passing away um, a few months ago at age 101. And, uh, yeah, it's – I don't know. It's it's hard to – Express, you know, like I'm sad to see her go, but like at the same time, she didn't really have such great quality of life. Yep. Now the the son can be taken care of financially, pretty much for the rest of his life. Thankfully,
2: same thing kind of happened with my mom and dad. The fact that my dad died early and didn't need a lot of expensive care helped. It's sad. It's it's realistic. But thanks so much, Dan. It's Dan Fetterman. He's a certified financial planner with EP Wealth. You now see what a financial planner does. I think it's very real, I think it's wonderful. I'm incredibly proud of Dan Fetterman. He's the first person I ever hired in the business and I'd hire him again, except for he has a job at EP Wealth. He works with CFP Chad Burton's team in the San Mateo and Portland offices, uh, but he could certainly work with you as he was explaining, dealing with people with technologies getting better and better. And um, he would love to do a portfolio review for you. I've asked him in the last couple of years, to take a look at a couple of your portfolios and the amount of work that he deep dives into, is just great and it's a lot of detail that i can't do so if you are wealthy i.e heading towards retirement and you want a financial plan you want to see what that roadmap looks like um drop me an email rob at rob black show it's rob rob black show and um, i'll set you up with dan he's a good guy and uh just a big thumbs up it's an interesting industry isn't it financial planning is not what you thought i'm rob black talking all things financial with ep wealth find me online at rob black show Com.
1: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is The Rob Black Show.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.